Hi, and welcome to the official Good Morning Football podcast. I'm Will Selb, and here are the best moments from this week so far at the breakfast table. The end is almost here with Week 16. From an impressive performance out of the Seahawks to a late-game comeback from the Saints. Let's find out what the breakfast table thought about some of the biggest games from Week 16. Guys, let's talk a little bit about these Seahawks. Uh, What is it about this team that makes them so scary right now? Russell Wilson was amazing last night. I I came into this thing last night saying, okay, this is the Patrick Mahomes moment game. This is where the Patrick Mahomes puts his stamp on MVP. Mm -hmm. And Mahomes was awesome last night. Russell Wilson out Mahomes Mahomes. We could talk Chiefs defense. We will. Let's talk Seahawks offense. Russell Wilson made all the plays that Patrick Mahomes has played and more this game. He out Mahomes Mahomes in what will be the Mahomes 2018. (laughs) Russell Wilson was better than him, and Mahomes was really good last night. Yes, well said. You know, people, they give me a hard time because I'm always so high on Russell Wilson. And, you know, most of the time they believe it's because I play for the Seahawks. And, Nate, you're just being a homer. That's stupid. the championships Hmm. and him being clutch. And, And last week I was talking about Pat Mahomes going in and playing at a high level, but he's playing in Seattle, which is a difficult place to play. But he's also playing against Russell Wilson, who, just like you're saying, Peter, is the original version of Pat Mahomes. Everything that he was able to do, extending the plays with his feet, um, like we're seeing right here, always keeping his eyes upfield. The fact that there's so much open space, given that Russell Wilson is an athletic quarterback, that shows that people have so much respect. Defenders have so much respect for his arm. It's, it's everything that we compliment all the great quarterbacks for. That's where Russell Wilson was yesterday. So this is the month of December. Of course, they took that L last week. But um, being able to bounce back and figure out who they are and Russell Wilson understanding that I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the damn league. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let some young pup come in on my home field in a time where I need to get this win. So credit to Russell Wilson, credit to the Seahawks. It seems like everybody on this team made plays. Oh, and not to mention, they rushed for another 200 yards. So yeah. if you're going to win in December, you're going to win in January, better play good D, better better have quarterback and take care of the ball, and you got to be able to run the mm-hmm. rock. And they did that. That's just it, right? There's a remedy for humbling these high-powered, high-tempo offenses, and it is... Time of possession, which is what they had. It's what the Ravens did, and they almost beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Broncos did it as well, running those 200 yards. Carson, uh, he's Chris Carson's a 1,000-yard running back. A 1,000 yards already, and he's got a week to go, and he didn't even start the season, so that's impressive in and of itself. It's keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. They didn't have it. The time of the possession battle was 35-25 to running. When you limit... Patrick Mahomes' opportunities, it's the mistake, the fumbles, the Damian Williams fumble that are magnified and made so much better and bigger. This is a scary, scary team going into it. And really an impressive team all season long given just how the graduation happened. And how they started, yeah. one yes. and four. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this, this is the most wonderful time of the year. It, it really is because I, all I care about is what have you done. Like, I don't care that Seattle lost to Denver on September 9th. That, that's, that's a different era. It's a different eternity. They've won five of six games. And I, I look at Russ, and Russ is like the Krampus. Like, he's yeah. terrifying. Are you, you're at home right now. You're a Rams fan, a Cowboys fan, a Bears fan. You're watching the highlight. You're like, I don't want any part of that. I yeah. don't want Russ in my building. Give me, some, give me anybody else, else than Russ right now. And I feel like it is true. Like, him looking at Mahomes or Mahomes looking at him, it was like, 
Christian Bale being like, wow, Michael Keaton was a badass Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty good myself, but that was really good. I'm watching it at home. It's terrifying. It's the Krampus. I don't want him coming to my stadium. Russ, Seattle. And by the way, Pete Carroll, unbelievable right yeah. now. On fire. Give me anybody right now. I don't want to play them. I'm, I'm out. And we can't talk about them being scary without mentioning Bobby Wagner, who was all over the field again yesterday, tackling Always. everything in his way. Also, we talked about this last week when you guys were out. Doug Baldwin being back over the last two he weeks. It was great. a bit two-dimensional. They were running the ball or they were taking deep shots at Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin when his security blanket's back in the intermediate game. Complete team, it's looking I like. I will say this. Right now. That Chiefs defense isn't winning any games in January. Mm. That Chiefs defense, they make a stop. Make a stop. Stop them one time. They couldn't make a single stop against the Chargers yeah. when they were up 14. Isn't it crazy that they have Chris Jones on this crazy sack streak? 11, 11. And it still doesn't matter. They have the great, hottest pass rusher in the league. Great for individual fantasy But it doesn't league. matter. Great for Pro Bowl nods. Yep. But, I mean, that defense couldn't stop a thing mm -hmm. when it mattered the last two weeks. They will not win a game in January unless that defense gets solved. Yeah, and Chris Jones wasn't even a Pro Bowl. He's not even in the not Pro Bowl. Not even in the Rob, Pro Bowl. Rob, don't look now, folks. Foles has the most passing yards in a single game in Eagles history <laughs> with 471 yards. Okay, Ertz played out of his mind. Darren Sproles doing his thing. Are we feeling the magic of St. Nick? Oh, baby. I was not until yesterday. And then this team has this energy that they did not have it is absolutely incredible it's a flip has switched no question you know I'm listening to Nick Foles talking he said just enjoying wearing this jersey kind of feel like he's playing himself into a big contract somewhere else but mm. we'll get to that a little bit later now as far as right now when we got the news that Nick Foles was going to be back in the lineup it was the same response to when we got the news last year and people were shaking their heads saying, oh, you know, Nick Foles. I mean, the guy was, he was average in the preseason. I mean, we didn't know what he had this year. Carson Wentz is the man. And yet, here they are with a chance to make a magical run. Now, we got to figure out what happens next week. But as for right now, this team is doing something special around them. And what I tried to encourage people last week is, don't go on what you think about what a backup is. Think about what opposing teams see when they look at Nick Foles. They don't see a number two quarterback. They see a guy that went on a magical run last year who was a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. So for me, it's what the team sees and what other teams see. They see a damn good quarterback. Forget the title hanging over his head. That doesn't matter. I, I look at the last year when he won the Super Bowl MVP, he said, don't, you know, don't look at my story and not see that I failed. I failed and I needed to fail to do this. And then I look at this story this year, and what he's saying there is, don't worry about next week. Don't even worry about the future. And I don't worry about whether I'm an Eagle next year. Let's just enjoy the moment. I feel like some of football's best stories are coming from Nick Foles in different vessels. Like last year's Super Bowl run was the story of a man stepping up into an opportunity and, and capturing the opportunity. This story is about always being ready and enjoying and seizing the moment. Like, it... He's got he's such a beautiful story, mm -hmm. and he's got such a beautiful message, yeah. and his play is so beautiful out mm -hmm. there. It's hard, even if you're a diehard Redskins, Cowboys, or Giants fan, not to at least love the narrative of Nick Foles. I find this to be the most inspiring story <laughs> yeah. of the last few weeks, and I find yeah. him as this wonderful vessel for all of us to look to. I know this sounds very, very... Uh, emotional, and it oh. seems very, very outside the box for what I usually talk, which is football, X's and O's, gossip. Just the story alone is so beautiful. Right. And this man has now given us this run last year in January and February. And now this story the past two weeks where it's, hey, enjoy the moment, make the most of it, and seize the day. I love his story and I love what he represents. <laughs>
It's uh, Josh Groban sings everything you need if you just believe. I believe. I, my five-year-old son, Calvin, believes so hard in Santa Claus. He's coming tonight. He's coming down the chimney. The magic is there. Mm -hmm. I believe in Nick Foles the exact same way, and so do the teammates. So do the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Mills has become the sort of spokesman for the defense. Tweets after the game, Foles, Foles, Foles. Got 5,000 retweets. They got a shrine. The defense lights <laughs> it. You know, it's, there's, I feel like Carson Wentz's mom and Nick Foles' dad. And a lot of people on Christmas Day, their parents are divorced. Mine where you go to mom's house, you go to dad's house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's just a different energy, and there's a different magic, and there's a different caliber of presence, and there's a different <laughs> special Christmas day. They believe in dad so much. This is a different team. Carson Wentz is a great player. This is a different team in December with Foles. They're going to beat the Redskins next week. Yeah. That's done. They're winning that game. The question is, are they going to get help? I, I believe. I agree with you. So they're 8-7. and seven. They'd be in with a win over the Redskins and a Vikings loss to the Bears, so they do need a little bit more help. What does that mean about mom? Mom's I a great mother. Up, I we love mom. It's great that they're winning, but the more that they win, the murkier this quarterback situation becomes. So where are you at with it Seize right the now? the moment. Joint custody is a complicated thing, okay? But it, right, we'll deal with we'll deal with mom in the in the, in the long run. But we're right all now, believers so in the hot. Eagles now. No question. And for everybody who's yearning for a little X's and O's, the reason why he was able to put up that franchise record of 471, Nick Foles is a pure passer. He's not looking to run. Just Carson Wentz he extends the pocket with his feet, but oftentimes that's untimed plays. Nick Foles is all about timing. So receivers know if I get out my route in my break, I can catch this ball on time and they get big plays. That's why this offense is thriving. That's why the guys around him are like, hey, we got Nick Foles? That means we're going to put up some it's yards. A I've been a believer in Foles since I saw it last year. Like, yeah. I, Straight up. It makes you wonder if we had an extra two weeks of the NFL season, what we could do. It almost is a shame that it's them or the Vikings and they've got to wait. Like, Foles is amazing. Trace, you made good Foles points. Foles is amazing. Last year was a hot hand. It was a hot team. You know, he's just riding the wave. They were already good. This year's different, though. There was a lot of turmoil up and 100%. down. This wasn't a great team. Can no. Foles come in and steal the MVP? Can he do it? Can he take it from Mahomes? <laughs> oh, come on! He can is win there the time? Super Bowl? Kyle, he can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> he can be hoisting that Lombardi, though. You get a second you statue? Some nice, like, like Hot Wheels under the tree, and now you want, like, a monster truck. Yeah. Calm down. I want Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> yeah. That thing. Now, of course, you've got the Cowboys. They're clinching the NFC East for the second time in three seasons. They are locked into... That four seed, which I kind of like because this team's probably going to get some rest in week 17. Uh, the win was cool. How confident are you guys in Dallas going forward, Kyle? Semi-confident. First things first, there was no big collapse. It didn't happen. We've talked about it. Players have taunted them about it. Peters broke down the objective history of it happening. Yeah. It didn't happen. You know, that game was, I thought it was not their best game, and who cares? When they're at home hosting a home playoff game, no one's going to matter how sloppy they were against Tampa. My question is, is the offense good enough? I love that defense, but there's this idea that can they flip a switch? Not really. They run the ball, and Dak's pretty good, and they play great defense. If that's going to be enough, because look, if they play Russ, we called them the Krampus earlier in the show. You know how to mess up against, show up with your C game or B game against Russ, you're going to lose. Yeah. So TBD, but most importantly, they're in. Huge congrats. The defense is really good, and Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith both were excellent after bad weeks against the Colts, but neither one of those guys made the Pro Bowl. We talk a lot about the Dallas linebackers. They didn't make the Pro Bowl, so I wonder if that was kind of on their shoulders, saying, hey, let's go have it, but to get Randy Gregory oh. and Malik Collins and mm -hmm. Antoine Woods, this is what's going to win them playoff games. We know that Dak and Zeke can do enough to put points on the board, but if they're going to do anything in January, it's that defense. And Jalen Smith had maybe his best day of the season. I, look, there was a late touchdown by the Buccaneers, and you could say, well, it's a yeah. close game. This yeah. was I, never really totally. in doubt, and the Dallas defense controlled it. From, from go. So, to me, yes. Uh, do I have confidence in them? Yes, because I think defense wins in the playoffs, but is that team going to go into a New Orleans or into an L.A. and put a uh, 
that's asking a lot because mm -hmm. I don't know if that offense can score enough points. Yes, 100% I'm confident in them. Yeah. I feel like in, in today's day and age of football, we're so caught up in wanting a 50-point game and five touchdowns, and that's a great game for some reason. No, sometimes you go out and you control the game from start to finish. Dak Prescott completed 80% of his passes. Don't apologize for the win, right? Yeah, don't yeah, apologize no, for the win. And, win. and I will say it was a good win. They played a good game. Three sacks with a, a return for a TD on the scoop and score. And when you look at what they did on defense, you mean Leighton Vander Esch, 15 tackles? That's a complete game. Ezekiel Elliott rushed for over 100 yards. What do you do in December and January? Take care of the rock. Dak Prescott did that. Get a running back that can run. They go over 100 yards. Defense plays well, gets after the quarterback, create turnovers. They did everything. So forget the points. Forget who they played. That was a great game played by the Cowboys, and they got the dub. Consistency is the issue here, right? That's why we can't go. You're saying semi-confident because yeah. it's consistency with Dak Prescott in the offense. Defense played awesome. I'm totally a believer in this team because they got – I mean, it's not easy to get a win late in the season. They got one at no point in these four quarters that I think they were going to lose the game, not even once. And they get to host a game at home in Jerry World where they are 7-1 this season. Low-key home field advantage is huge for these Cowboys going into the playoffs. It's going to be it's, a good one. I like them. I don't know if I love them. Like, I, I can't love everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they can win right. a playoff game. You know who I loved last night? The Seahawks. You know who the Cowboys will probably play first round? The Seahawks. The Seahawks. So, I, you know, am yeah. I saying they're going to beat Seattle and Russell it's Wilson? Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Every team is good now. I know. Like, that's the playoffs, the that's what the playoffs are for. It's the good guys. We don't have, we don't have to pick one. And you look one. at the Seahawks and the Niners beat the Seahawks. I, I mean, it's just, you never know. Are right. they built to win in the playoffs? Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. Looking at the NFC playoff picture, the Saints clinch the top seed. They get home field advantage throughout. They are not leaving New Orleans until maybe they go to Atlanta. We'll see how it all shakes out in this conference, of course. Biggest takeaways from yesterday's performance, Kyle. You know, I have a confession. On my Friday show this past week, I kind of made fun of you guys a little bit, like I poked fun at you, because I always roll my eyes at the hero worshiping of the Superdome. Like, we look at that place somewhere like uh, Stonehenge and Wakanda and Bethlehem and the Vatican, like the Swiss Guard does security and there's white smoke when the Saints win. Yes. It's a little much for me. And yet, I'm sitting there in that fourth quarter when the Steelers have the ball and Roethlisberger I could not believe the atmosphere. I think I needed a refresher on the power of the Superdome. It's really that big. And I'm, I'm listening to it. It's at home. I, it, it's, it's the afternoon. Brooke's sitting next to me. She's like, those people are maniacs. That's an exact <laughs> quote from my wife about the Saints fans. Every Saints player on offense is saying, get up, get up, get up. And I'm just picturing it. Roethlisberger was one thing. I'm picturing Trubisky or Dak or ben. Russell Wilson. One of those guys going in there against that crowd. I think I kind of became a believer I went to the Superdome, I saw the 92 Sugar Bowl, Notre Dame versus Florida, Jerome Bettis versus Shane Matthews, and that was about 26 years ago. I am now a believer. It's going to be almost impossible for them to lose there. My takeaway from this game is that Ted, I was waiting for Ted Ginn to come back because it's not a coincidence that Michael Thomas, since week nine, has not had a 100-yard game. He did again yesterday. This is the guy who can stretch the field, take the top off the defense, open things up underneath. We know all of that, but the fact that no other receiver outside of Michael Thomas in this offense where Drew Brees throws and it's, we're, we're it's known for having such a great offense, had even 400 receiving yards outside of Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn being back was huge. He made some huge plays here, especially the game-winning drive, third and 20, catch over the middle, picks up the 25 yards and seals the deal. So Ted Ginn being back, we haven't seen him since week four. He was put on IR with a designation to return in week seven. 
crushing it right now, and now the offense is going to click on all cylinders. It's very similar to, in my opinion, different positions, different styles, but to what Doug Baldwin means to that, just having that last piece to make to fulfill the puzzle. Yeah, he's definitely a, a big part of this offense, and it's just the pure speed that he mm-hmm. comes with, and his ability to go out there and run every route on the field. Uh, the evolution of Ted Ginn came in as a returner, athletic mm. receiver, and now is a true uh, number he's two receiver. Played in a couple receivers. Super Bowls, too. Yeah, doing his thing. Shout out again. But to your point, Kyle, the crowd noise, you know what else makes them special? Is they're smart as well. Because when the Saints are on offense, mm-hmm. they're calm. Drew Brees gives a couple of these, and the crowd is silent. So shout out to that crowd out there. For me, regardless if Mike Thomas goes off or if Drew Brees um, doesn't have the game that he needs to have, they have a running game that anchors the squad. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. And we've been talking about it all year. Alvin Kamara, once again, 100-plus scrimmage yards in this one, two TDs. He had four receptions, four receptions for 82 yards. Mm -hmm. And it's casual, and we kind of look past it. But he's not a receiver, guys. So him having 82 yards isn't something we should casually talk about. He has 18 TDs on the season. That right there is tied for the single-season record for the Saints. Now let's go to his running mate, Mark Ingram, who's an absolute monster. My dude passed Deuce McAllister for 50 TDs in franchise history. So he has these two guys breaking records on records, whether it's the grand scheme record where you look at Alvin Kamara or the franchise record of Mark Ingram, they're going into each week thinking to themselves, if Drew Brees doesn't have a day, lean on us. We got you. And this is December. This is January. I'll keep saying it. If you got running backs and can play defense and a quarterback that takes care of the ball, you have a chance to make a Super Bowl run. That building? Absolutely. Uh, The story for me was the fake punt and the Steelers. Steelers, They're up by four points, okay? It's fourth and five. There's four minutes left. And they call a fake punt, and Roosevelt Nix takes it. He thinks he got the first down. He does it. And I just want to – Shrek, say that again. They're up by four. They're up by four. So you punt this, you cough and corner this, you you play the field position is what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm defending like Tomlin. You're I defending like it. it? I like it. Okay, Guys, talk about it. Why? Because Drew Brees is going to get the ball back regardless. Why not go for it here? Like, to me, this was – I'd rather have my offense on the field and give him another shot and have Ben Roethlisberger be able to put it in the end zone than punt it and give Drew Brees a chance to come right back down and take the lead. I, I am okay with it. Look, earlier this season, I came on the show on a Monday morning and did flips – praising Sean McVay for calling on fourth and two Mm. in Seattle when they were up four points on their own 42-yard line, calling this play and saying, let's sneak it instead of punt it. It was fourth and two. This was fourth and five. It's on the road, and I didn't want to give the ball back to Russell Wilson then, and I don't want to give the ball back to Russell Wilson. Why not play the field position game, bro? What field position? Your defense cannot stop them. This this is what I would point out. I think these coaches get paid big money to have a feel for the game. Like, there's a sixth sense. Mm. The prior three possessions, the Steelers team was playing great. It was three and out, three and out. I know. I'm not giving him the ball. The Steelers team was playing well. There's four minutes left. Just go for it with Roethlisberger. You're going to direct, direct no, snap to Roosevelt they Nicks? They had it. They had it. They didn't it have there. it. It's it almost there. I know. I'm okay with it. I just think that hindsight is 20-20. And on sure. Twitter, everyone was clobbering Tomlin. Get if they convert it, we're doing flips for Tomlin today. Like, I love the but cojones. they didn't convert it. They yeah. didn't convert it, but you're on right. the road yeah. and your season's on the line. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's live another day. I, I'm okay with it. If anything, I'd say... The officiating was a little spotty. You want to get it? I don't know. I just. How do you feel about Roosevelt Nick celebrating it when he didn't get it? It was Swaggy P, dude. It was Swaggy P all over. Swaggy P shoot the shot. Yo. Tell me if I'm wrong, Shrey's, but now the Steelers they can only realistically get into the playoffs if they win the division. And if the Ravens lose. They need the, the, the Steelers. The Browns. Have, Steelers fans have to be Browns fans, which is the strangest thing they've ever heard. But the Steelers fans have to be all in on the Browns this weekend. And the Ravens, the Ravens last year lost a Week 
Week 17 at home yeah. to a Cincinnati team that had nothing to play for. This Browns team is a lot better than that Bengals team. And they have to beat the Bengals this yep. week. This They've got to win. And then and they, they win the, the division and then they get it. And it's the only way. And they have a home happens. playoff game. Woo! We'll see how it we goes. We've got to talk more about that. Mm-hmm. I think that fake punt sucked. You hated I do. It. Yeah, it was a Jared Goff is a franchise quarterback. You went for it. Roosevelt Knicks is deciding your season. I hated it. Uh, Steelers, though, sitting here at 8-6-1. and six and one. Shregs, they can only realistically win by winning the division. So they'd win if the Ravens lose to the Browns in Week 17 and the Steelers win over the Bengals to wrap it. up the regular season. So they that's... Stuff. Listen, after they beat the Patriots, I feel like everybody was celebrating that win like it was a Super Bowl, like they were good. And I said it last week, I was like, no, 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 they easily could be on the outside looking in. So we'll talk about the Steelers and the confidence we have in them. But let's open it up to the entire AFC because things got shaken a little bit here in Week 16. Looking ahead to the finale of the regular season, which is the team that you think is playing the best football right now? Yep, things got shaken, Kay. You're right. And just like James Bond drink, the Patriots shaking, but they're not stirred. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep on moving. Here they are in the month of December, and I'm going with the Patriots. This is the team that I would love to see make their run because this is the time of year where they make play after play after play. Now, I know you're thinking, well, Nate, Tom Brady isn't playing that well, and this month has been a struggle. Okay, you're right. They're 2-2. Two and two. Tom Brady has thrown six TDs and four interceptions. But he's been in this situation before in the month of December. Last year, six TDs, five interceptions, month of December. He goes eight TDs, zero interceptions in the playoffs, makes a run to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take you back, 2004. He has eight TDs, five interceptions, month of December. People are saying, ah, you know, he's throwing picks, not take care of the ball. My man hits the playoff run, five TDs, zero interceptions. He wins a Super Bowl. I'll take you back to his first year as a starter, 2001. He had one TD, three interceptions in the month of December. People are saying, ah, Patriots, Tom Brady, looking like he's struggling. He goes on to win his first Super Bowl. So for everybody sitting back saying, well, Tom Brady doesn't look like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And these Patriots, they're just not clicking. They've been here before. They are the best in the league at self-correcting and fixing things. So if you're going with the hottest team, one, they got the dub. So let's not apologize for a victory. Okay. And two, it's the month of December. And we know who plays well in December and January. It's going to be the New England All Patriots. Right. I mean, that was a great history lesson. I'm glad we went back to 2001. Yeah. Um, they're asking who's the best team right now. Yeah. And the Patriots are not the best. They haven't been playing the best football right now. They got the dub, strikes. <laughs> they beat the Buffalo Bills. They, they lost last week Tom and the before that. Like I mean, I don't uh, don't apologize for a victory. Who, who might win the Super Bowl? Are they the best Can you team offer an alternative? Right now? I'll give you an alternative. They right play now. bad, okay. Can you offer an alternative? They didn't play bad. Go ahead. Nate, they didn't play bad. You're asking me who's playing the no, best no. football right now. I was responding to the case you said he threw for 150 yards. I was saying they didn't play amazing. They played, they played all right. I would offer... A nemesis of theirs from okay. recent years that is now finally hitting their stride in a way that no other team is playing in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. On Saturday night, the Ravens put on a national showcase game, what they can do in the playoffs, mm. and that was destroy a team. Destroy a team with defense yeah. and with a running game that will suck the life out yeah. of you. <laughs> this defense was already entering this game as the number one in yards against and points against, but they hadn't had that that game-changing moment. How about the final 10 minutes of the game? Phil Rivers is sacked twice, and they turn the ball over twice. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens absolutely annihilated the Chargers in their building. And what, what's so crazy is we talk about the defense, and we're going to talk about the defense all week. 
the offense sucks the life out of you too because they have these long sustained drives yeah. and the clock ticks, ticks, Tedious. ticks, ticks, ticks. And you cannot prepare for it because no other team is playing this way. Whereas all these other teams are playing about offense and fireworks. The Ravens are playing an entirely different sport right now. Yeah. They are playing a sport that the rest of the league has to prepare for in an entirely different way. Mm. Who's playing the best football right now? They're 5-1 in their last six games. It's ugly as hell to watch. It is not pretty to watch. <laughs> it is not something you're racing to see, but it's winning. It's quality football, though. It sure is. No, no. It's like Navy, or it's like a football. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, <laughs> or even like football from the 40s. Yeah, yeah. 10-yard fight. And I'm here for it. I loved it. I was there Saturday night. What was night. the vibe? Yeah. The vibe is a defense that is feeling itself and an offense that looks to their quarterback and says, we're all in with you. Yeah. And the coaching staff is completely committed to this brand of football. I get excited because I love things that are different. Yeah. I love outliers. Yeah. I love disruptors. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the league is going this way. The Ravens are going this way. Yeah. And those are usually the teams that have an advantage. Lamar, after the game, don't nobody want to play us. No, and no one does. There's no answer for the – there's no way to stop them. You know what you have to do to stop the Ravens, stop the run. Nobody can do it. Isn't that incredible when you know what's coming and you mm -hmm. still can't? That feels like a mic drop for me, the team that's playing the best right now, if it weren't for the Indianapolis Colts. Fair. And if you're not watching them and you're on the periphery, you know you know Luck and you know T.Y. Uh, and you know that – this defense, they shut out the Cowboys, right. and then Saquon comes in, gets about 21 times for 43 yards. Saquon's longest run was six yards. That doesn't happen to Saquon. Anthony Costanzo, the longtime tackle for the Colts, said, I can't put my finger on it. There's something special happening here. It reminds me of Andrew's rookie year. That was Ooh. when they went from 2-14 and 14 all the way to the playoffs. It's a fascinating thing that happened. The Indianapolis Star has a story. The Colts were very late coming out for halftime. They're losing. They're playing terribly. They're losing to the Giants. Like, where are the Colts? It's almost a problem. Turns out Andrew Luck said enough of this and screamed at the team. You may not think of Andrew Luck like that, using, him, using words like, this is pathetic, mm. we are embarrassing ourselves right there. All the guys came out after the game and said, you've never seen Luck like he was at halftime. Really? I've wow. played with him for years, I've never seen that. He was pissed, he was angry, pathetic, like we're that. embarrassing ourselves, this is my team, we're going. And the scenarios are simple, guys. The scenarios are very simple. You play the Titans week 17, okay. we'll say this all week. Andrew Luck has never lost to the Titans in his career. You you beat the Titans, you're going to the playoffs after a one and five start. I'll echo Costanzo's comments. There's something special going here. Watch a Colts game. It's intangible, but as contagious as hell. Mm. I like the Texans. They've lost two of the last three. The Chiefs have lost back-to-back -back games. I'm going to stick with my Chargers. One loss does not define mm. you. And if they brought their A game against the Ravens and they lost, I'd be worried. They didn't. They did not show up. They did not look good. They had such brutal penalties and mistakes made in crucial moments of this game. Uh, the offensive line obviously took a step back, but they are still, let's not forget, they're still in play for the one seed here. If they can still lock that up with the Chiefs not playing well. Melvin Gordon did not look 100%. Hopefully he gets a little bit of rest. Maybe he gets a little bit healthier. I don't know. What they did against the Ravens was not great, but the Chargers, to me, still have the most complete team mm. in this entire conference. And I think even the Patriots, and I thought about it, everything you just said, they still feel more vulnerable to me. I think Phillip Rivers... They had, a, they had a bad game. That's really mm -hmm. what I think it comes down to. I don't, didn't lose faith in the Chargers. The Gordon yeah, thing is interesting. Like, I, I don't know. You, you were with him. Is, is yeah. Gordon, what's his deal? You were with him. 100% healthy. And I, I would, I would counter that. Just say that the, the, he the Ravens he didn't, look, he didn't look like himself. The Come Ravens on. defense. It's the Ravens defense. Dominant. Like, that, yeah. like, they had nothing. I don't think like, a receiver made a play. It was, huh. it was a complete destruction of a team. And I will say this about the Chargers. They're really, really good at a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know if they're great at anything. Mm. And sometimes really, really good at a lot of things can get it done, and it might get it done. But do they have that great, like, 
a team came in with their philosophy and said, we're going to play Ravens football, and the Chargers had no counter for them. Mm-hmm. They had a great – what do you mean? They have a great offense. They have a great defense. Offense. They didn't look I don't great think they're just good. They almost won the game. They were on a game-winning drive, and Antonio, and Antonio Gates fumbled the ball. Like almost they were there. Count. You just talked about they Tom Brady get, only throwing for a buck get, 50. Yeah, they didn't get annihilated is what I'm saying. In your eyes, they Destroyed. did. Destroy. Yeah. At this time of the way. year, they played Raven. They tried playing Ravens. Football. I feel like the score didn't necessarily reflect the fight. Like, they're a fantastic team. What I've said this week, every team has laid an egg. We've seen it. We've seen the Colts do it. We've seen the Patriots do Why it. We love the AFC. I think that we do. I think they got smacked around the other night. You don't I mean, want to lose right before the playoffs. No, but they could, as we get later, you don't want to lay the egg. Nobody wants to play the Ravens. Is the moral of the story? No, the Chargers could be just fine. No, and I, was, like, I agree great with to the Ravens. Flush it out. Like for the Chargers, get that out of the way. It's getting late though to have that game, though. You know what I mean? We're almost here. Week 16, so many good performances and ins and outs. Nate, who won the week in your eyes? For me, it's Nick Foles. Um, The major numbers that will stand out is the 471 yards, which is a franchise record, the four TDs. He played fantastic. But really, I mean, we can show these highlights over and over again. But let me get my single shot real quick because I don't need to talk football right now. I want to talk Nick Foles and what he means. You know, Schrager, you said it perfectly earlier that it's the storylines that makes us fall in love with this game. And what is happening, he parallels things that are going on in society. We all have labels that are placed on us, whether it's because of our own circumstances. Your circumstances, you're in school, you're working a job. He's a backup quarterback. Traveled around, backups are backups, right? That's what they do. No, backups... It's just a label, and labels don't matter. It's just a title. And here's the thing. You can play within a title that somebody puts you on, or when you get an opportunity, you explode that title and kick that door down and make sure that they have to give you something else. Only title that matters right now is the title that he won and possibly the title that he's going to win. Good. Uh, who won the week for me? I go back to Saturday night. The Ravens defense won the week, and their defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale. Wink. Everyone's looking for the young, hot, sexy, offensive next head coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy just suffocated the young, hot, sexy L.A. Chargers and did it in incredible fashion. That's yeah. what he looks like, guys. On the road. He looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter if he was a little cooler and a little edgier. Dwayne Chapman? That's exactly right. This is my guy, him. Wink. His son is Leland. Ravens defense looked amazing, but Don Wink Martindale had them playing, and I'm telling you what, there was a chess match going on, and the, the Ravens outdid everything the Chargers tried. Wink, mm. I see you. Sometimes we try to appreciate the teams that aren't in it anymore. Can we just take a quick second for Matt Bosher? This is the guy. Twitter <laughs> loved him. Sometimes as a punter, as a kicker, you just can't take it anymore. We're not going to the playoffs. We're not going. So, bam! Matt Bosher has 28 career tackles. You know what Sebastian Janikowski in almost two decades only has 19? Look at Bosher. Where's he from, Peter? Don't know. The U. Oh. Matt Bosher said enough of this. You're, we're not that. going to the playoffs. You're going to the ground. Oh. You should win the award. And by the way, then Matt Hack, Matt Hawk, also had a crazy tackle for the Dolphins. Also Thank not going is. anywhere. He had an F5, I think. That was Brock Lesnar out there. So, <laughs> give the, the kickers and their punters their due. Good Morning Football Podcast is brought to you by Burrow. The holiday season is here, and whether you're hosting the entire extended family or just a few friends, you'll need a cozy seat for everyone. There's no better time to replace your worn-out, hand-me-down couch with a super comfortable, high-quality, and stylish Burrow sofa. Buying your Burrow is stress-free. It's easy to customize your sofa online, and shipping is always fast and free. Burrow's modular design means you can change the size of your sofa at any time. The fabric is comfortable, naturally scratch and stain resistant, and pet friendly. There's even a built-in USB charger so you never have to get up. How amazing is that? Burrow also offers four unique collections of pillows and throws to help you decide on your style. It's no wonder Burrow was named one of Time's best inventions of 2018. 
Burrow makes life more comfortable from the shopping experience all the way to the moment of crashing on your Burrow sofa at the end of a long day. Make a resolution in favor of comfort and convenience for the new year and save up to $500 on a new Burrow sofa by visiting burrow.com slash good morning. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash good morning to save up to $500 on your sofa. We all love the holidays almost as much as we love football, so obviously the breakfast table took some time to pitch some NFL-themed holiday movies. I'm sitting next to Nate, and Nate, what do you love more than pretty much anything? Movies. Classic Christmas <laughs> films. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to put those together. No better way to celebrate uh-huh. uh, our favorite holiday flicks and with some NFL holiday movies. Nate, mm. NFL holiday movie. What you got? All right, so I was thinking about the New England Patriots and them getting another first round by. So I wanted to do this movie style. <clears throat> In a world oh boy. where the first round by gives you a distinct advantage in the postseason, the New England Patriots once again have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Eight of their Super Bowl runs and five of their Super Bowl victories were with a first round by. I present to you from the makers of Home Alone, the Patriots staycation. Hey, Ooh. let me get my poster. There oh, that's is. perfect. Listen, you got the Patriots once again having a first round bye, and we all know playing in Foxborough <laughs> in the postseason is as tough as it gets. Like I said, eight Super Bowl runs, first round bye. Those five Super Bowls, of course, first round bye. So once again, we're in the same position as we were. You think they're gonna get to stay home? I believe I believe they are. Yeah. yeah. And once again, the Patriots will have an advantage at home in the play, in the playoffs. They Shout out to the movie the voice guy, Don LaFontaine. Don LaFontaine. The goat. A lot of those worlds where nothing is as it seems. <laughs> like, every world was nothing as it seems. That's incredible. But in this world, it's everything as it is with the Patriots, as yeah. usual. Um, I used to read. Follow that. I'll try. I used to read the Polar Express, the book, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was this incredible book, and the pictures were really magical. Then they made it into a movie. It's basically. I don't know, how can I say it? It's about this little brat who doesn't think Santa Claus is real, and he's coming into his own. He's trying to spread it to all the other kids that Santa Claus isn't real, and he gets picked up. There's this magical train that takes you to the North Pole. Um, I'm looking at that train right now. I think that train is also up in the NFC North, and they've changed it now. It's not the Polar Express anymore. It's the Scholar Express. Oh! <laughs> I love it. There it is. Look at it with the conductor's hat on Cousins. And why is this perfect? Because, first of all, the two directors, you had Zimmer and you have Zemeckis, both the the Z-Man. And then in the movie, Tom Hanks plays six different roles. And Cousins plays a lot of roles, too. He's he's the QB1. He's the motivator. He's the dad. He tweeted out a picture of himself and his family. Oh, my God. If you just close your eyes and think what Kirk Cousins wears on Christmas, you nail it. Khakis. There's a blazer with Christmas. The family's beautiful. Um, But also... In playing six roles, Tom Hanks does a lot of different voices in the movies. And as we found out this past weekend, Kirk Cousins speaks in different voices, too. Did you hear the clip of Cousins up at the line with his voice kicking up about 12 different octaves? The broadcasters were all over. Oh, I guess his voice cracked a little bit. Cousins doubled back and tweeted the clip with the laughing emoji saying, look, we 16, my voice finally broke. You know, he's up there in the cold. He's yelling. He's got the baby at home. As you get up in the middle of the night, so his voice finally broke. So I I feel like that is him, that is Hanks in different voices. And really, for the Vikings, it's just about belief.
belief. Mm -hmm. Do you hear the bell? If you can't hear the bell, you don't believe anymore. I think they hear the bell. And what was the theme song? Josh Groban, Believe. The, he literally sings, you have everything you need if you just believe. You got the defense, you got the home game, you got the quarterback, you're playing the Bears. If you just believe, that's it, that's all you need. The Scholar Express. Nice. On paper, it seems like it should be easy, right? Yeah, it's all there, Peter. Peter, do you hear the bell? Peter doesn't hear the bell. You don't hear the bell? All right. I gotta see the bell before I hear it. Yeah, Ooh. that's true. What do you got, Adam? Uh, well, the only movie I'm watching is a movie people don't really put with the holidays, but it's Gremlins. Oh, I love it. Christmas movie. Anthony Lynn, get it? Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. Mm -hmm. with Anthony Lynn, Lynn, to me, is like, there he is. Oh. He's like Gizmo when it comes to the NFL. His chargers are the Gremlins ready to <laughs> wreak havoc on the AFC, guys. He's broken every rule when it comes to taking care of these Gremlins. Never exposed them to bright lights. He's done that. Where do they play now? Under the bright lights in Hollywood at the StubHub and, of course, in primetime. Never get them what? Never get them wet. Can't do it. What's the name of their quarterback? Philip Rivers. Coincidence? Oh, no, don't think so. Finally, never kick after midnight, right? Uh, they used to blow kicks at the witching hour. Badgley, I think, has solved that problem. So this movie might take place during Christmas, but I have a feeling we'll still be seeing it on TV come February! Hey, like it. Okay, okay. Like it. It's a like great it. film. Okay, you know what's funny? It was, yeah, Anthony Lee on the show, and you start off by talking about all the terrible things people said about his team. I know. And then you make him a gremlin. You might be beefing with I'm, Anthony Lee right now. I'm motivating him is what I'm trying well, to do. like, damn, this can't hate In me. case what? defense, he, he was a mogwai, not a gremlin. Yeah, all right. right. It's very yeah, lovable, very, very coveted pet. That's good. Still a pet. Um, who's up next? Unless Peter? you next. feed him after uh, midnight. You know, so many Christmas movies, but I go back to the classics, and I think of all the NFL franchises, I'm thinking of a classic. And... It's one of the weird deals where it's hard to really grasp that the Chiefs are terrible at home in the playoffs. They're 0-6 in their last home playoff games. Everyone talks about this arrowhead mystique and it's great oh, tailgates. Yeah. Every time the Chiefs have a home playoff game, they lose it. They lost last year in crazy fashion. Marcus Mariota basically threw the ball at Darrell Rivas. Yeah. It bounced off his hands, caught it, ran it in. The year before that, there was another ridiculous collapse. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. It's time to believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where there's others who are saying it's not real, okay. and that that guy's a fraud, and oh, yeah. that guy's not the real Santa. It's your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? What? I think we're ready for a miracle on Arrowhead Drive. Oh. I think we're, and that is Santa as Andy Reid, and that is Patrick Mahomes as the young child who always believed it was really Santa after all. It was. Look at, look at Big it's Red. It's the real Santa. He likes ho-hos. He does. And I'll tell you, oh, it would man. be nice if they can get a win. I'll tell you what, the last two weeks, um, I kind of have the pulse of Chiefs fans. It is not What's going on? fun two weeks. Because, What's in their head? Because the history. They've been there before. And it's scar like, tissue. here it comes again, the scar tissue. It comes creeping in. What is with these losses? Can no. the defense, can Bob Sutton stop anything? That's what I'm getting a lot to. I said, Mahomes is the MVP. Everyone said, of course he is, because Bob Sutton is so bad that of course he's got to do a yes. million things. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say this. This year is going to be different. One mm -hmm. arrowhead drive. You're going to be hosting a playoff game, whether it be the Chargers or the Ravens or the Steelers. Whoever comes in that divisional round, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. And Andy Reid is Santa. There will be a gift. There will be a home mm -hmm. Chiefs playoff victory. And we could put that narrative away. All they have mm -hmm. to do is beat the Raiders, and they get the one seed. They get to stay at home, right? That's it. They've had it before, Kay. Okay. And yeah. Even with the one seed, that, that feeling remains. Yeah, it's the sickening feeling for Chiefs fans that no matter what, our defense will not show up when it matters most, and we cannot win at home. It has been since 1994 since they have won a home playoff mm. game. Their quarterback that day 
was Joe Montana. Mm -hmm. Wow. What? Joe it's the same chorus the Patriots hear, this year's different in the negative. Yes. They tried the Chiefs, oh, this year's different in the positive. But is it? So Mahomes is different. Every team goes through. So the Chargers are dealing with the same thing. They just lost a game to the Ravens. And they're like, here we go. Sure. We can't get it done. Gotta fight history. But then you have to look at the Eagles last year. They can't get it done. They can't get it done. They win the Super Bowl. So yeah. you're saying no. sometimes you, you get over the hump. You just He's have to believe. Like Macaulay Culkin, Pat's going to be Mahomes alone. Mm -hmm. There it is, Nate. But who's going to be the wet bandits? Mm. And is Andy Reid to do with the shovel that's going to knock somebody in the back? That's good. Old man. Old, oh, yeah, old man Marley. Old man Marley. <laughs> South Bend Shovel Slayer. What about the bird lady? Arrowhead bird lady yeah. part two, right? Yeah, yeah part two. Freaks me out. Getting out of there within two hours. I don't think that's it happening. Less than two hours to get out of that parking lot, that is a miracle. Yeah. Tough lot. Tyree kills the bird lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah the bird. You know what the end oh, of Miracle on yeah. 34th Street, you know what she gets? Santa Claus brings them a house at the end of Miracle on 34th Street, a home. I don't know if Santa's paying taxes on that or how that works. It's like Ty Pennington. It's sort of a ripoff. That's it. But that's what they need, a home win. As we head into the final week of the regular season, there are lots of scenarios that could shake up the final playoff picture. Schrager, Peter Schrager, used his beautiful playoff mind to tell us about the Ravens' playoff scenarios. Uh, the Ravens had a notoriously heartbreaking finish to their 2017 season in which a fourth and 12 from Andy Dalton to Tyler. Okay, okay, Ravens fans, you don't want to hear enough about it that. anymore. <laughs> We've done it enough already today. Look, winning in, the Ravens are in the playoffs. But that's not everything you need to know about Baltimore's Week 17 playoff situation. You guys want to hear all of it? Of yes. course. Let's get into it, Peter. Let Come me on. explain. First, the Ravens can be eliminated if the dreaded happens. A Week 17 loss to the Browns and a Steelers win over the Bengals. After that, though, it's playoff options everywhere with Baltimore. Let's start with that four seed. A win over the Browns or a Steelers loss to the Bengals gives the Ravens the division title in at least one home playoff game. They get the four seed. They're hosting the Chiefs of the Chargers. Done and done. Okay. Oh, but there's so much more than just okay. that. Baltimore can also actually get the three seed if they beat the Browns and the Texans lose to the Jaguars and we get anything other than a tie between the Colts and the Titans. If all of that happens, the Texans would then get the six seed, the Colts or the Titans would get the four seed, and the Ravens would get the three seed with a head-to-head -head win over the Titans and a better conference record than the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Guys, keep going. The Ravens could also get that three seed with a win over the Browns, a non tie in the Colts Titans game, a Texans win over the Jags, and a Patriots loss to the Jets. If that all happened, oh. the Texans at 11 and 5 would get the first round by. The Ravens would tie the Patriots for the three seed, and Baltimore would win the tiebreaker over New England with a better conference record. So that's it. Good We're job. Just getting started, Kyle. <laughs> the Ravens can actually get the two seed also. Yes, the oh, Ravens. Oh, wow who were four and five a few weeks back, can get a first-round buy and a home what? game in the divisional round. <laughs> if the Ravens beat the Browns and the Texans lose and the Patriots lose and there's a not a tie in the Colts-Titans game, the Chiefs of the Chargers would get the one seed, the Ravens would get the two no, seed, okay, a first-round buy with a head-to-head -head win over the Titans, a better conference record than both the Patriots and the Colts. Meanwhile, the Texans, who would be losing two straight, would be the second wild card, and the Texans would get that sixth seed. All right. So you got all Coming that, up right? after the break. There's more. <laughs> you asked for more. Look wow, Peter! There's a crazy scenario where both the Ravens and the Steelers both make the playoffs. Okay. okay. How? Yes. How? If the Ravens tie the Browns okay. and the Steelers beat the Bengals and the Colts tie the Titans, yes. the Steelers would win the division, the Ravens would be the sixth seed, and because their conference record would be better than Indianapolis, Formerly the Baltimore Colts. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. The Ravens would advance. So including the Chiefs, 
the Chargers, mm -hmm. the Patriots, the Texans, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Colts and Titans games, excluding ties, there are 96 different scenarios mm. that the Ravens can get either the two, the three, or the four seed. <laughs> of course, the easiest way is just beating the darn Browns in yes. week 17. Go get it done, Ravens. Just beat the Browns. You don't have to worry about any of that. But yes, the Ravens, there are a lot of ways into the playoffs and a lot of different chances they get in. Thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Football Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on all our channels and come back tomorrow for some more fun. So from all of us here at GMFB, have a good morning and a great day.